Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts, Brad. Cold hard facts. It's very cold at the moment, isn't it? My illustrious co-host. Sorry? sorry? My illustrious co-host. Yes. Oh, yes. Illustrious. Illustrious. Yes. Yes. A cold (laughs) co-host. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a funny old week this week, isn't it? Yeah. Things things have really ramped up because of the weather. Flat out. Flat out busy, so which is good. Yeah. That's what you want. Well, it is good and you can't sort of... Trying, just trying to get it, cram it all in is just difficult, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Uh, and then we're uh, going, the country's gone into virtually a, a uh, full lockdown, lockdown again because of COVID. Yeah, a few COVID cases and we're in lockdown again almost. It was, it was a bit touch and go for SA yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. They, um, so we've got, so we just got what's left open? We've got South Australia, Canberra, uh, Queensland. No, Queensland's locked down as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, they're the ones that are open. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, and then they, the news came that we had five cases and it was all a bit... None overnight. Mm, had my second COVID jab yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's sore today. I'm, I'm on the AstraZeneca, so I would have waited a bit longer. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you have any side effects? No, I had a lump in my arm. That's about it. Mm. Leg fell off. Got <laughs> a lump in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the footage... Well, we should get to our guests. We will, but the footy... Isn't that oh. weird? Like, I just want oh, to say yeah. that. The footy is now all hub all in, Victoria, in Victoria, which they which, were in lockdown like a week ago. Yeah, and everyone had to get out of Victoria. Yeah, and now they're all back in there. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They're the other safe one. Crazy times. Yeah, but uh, yeah, all right. So let's jump into this. So, guys, um, marketing is obviously a big thing, Brad. Definitely, do you agree with that? Definitely, um, and particularly and websites. Websites and and how and where to put your money. What yep. gives you the best return on investment and all exactly. those things. So, uh, but we have a guest on today um, from HG Site Design, Brad, yes. um, and Craig Staley is uh, uh, out of Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, uh, we'd like to bring him to the show, Craig. Welcome. Welcome, hey, Craig. thank you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we're grateful for you uh, taking time out of your day to be here. Time over there currently is probably about 6.30 something, 6.40? 6.45 p.m. 6.45, there you go. And uh, uh, for the listeners, can you tell us where Nebraska is in the States? Yeah, it's kind of uh, north central, like literally smack dab in the, the Midwest. Um, on the Missouri? So uh, north, of Missouri north of Missouri and uh, south of uh, South Dakota. So oh, yeah. kind of right there in the middle next to Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're just comparing notes before. Now, you also said that uh, you, you you could potentially be the first guest today that's had air conditioning installed on the very day they're doing this podcast. You know, I'm wondering, I don't know if you guys are keeping record, but it, it just <laughs> dawned on me this morning. We had the AC unit go out uh, Saturday, was it? and uh called my guy and you know he walked me through a few things and thankfully he was coming out already for maintenance on uh monday and uh so we the temperature's fairly mild so it wasn't too big of a deal and uh his guy came out and said well it looks like you have a refrigerant leak 
this thing's an O3, you know, we can, we can diagnose it a little deeper. It might be cost you a little bit, or, you know, if you want to replace it up, your choice is yours. So we, we knew it was, it was imminent anyway. So we said, just replace it all. So new air conditioner, new furnace. All oh, today. Yeah, well, okay. Now I'm on an air conditioning podcast, so that's yeah. right. <laughs> we might have to do a, uh, a FaceTime and walk, walk me through it, and I'll I'll do a bit of an inspection. There you go. Make sure make sure he did everything right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you you mentioned that you have your uh, air conditioning system maintained. It's uh, new for yes. some people. Yeah. 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 And I mean, as as a marketing guy, immediately so how I got hooked up with, with my guy was about four years ago, the AC went out and he, he was the only one, uh, that could get to me within two weeks. And he, he said, I'll squeeze you in tomorrow. And at the time I had a three-year-old and a probably seventh month, seven month old. And I was like, you know, it was a hundred and some degrees. I'm like, great, come on out. And he was brand new in business. You know, he kind of went off on his own and, and started his business that year. Um, talked to me about a maintenance plan. I said, Hey, <laughs> I said, Hey, uh, you know, of course I want to make sure it's maintained so we don't have to deal with this, you know, again, where, where we're, we're struggling to, to keep it cold in the house. Sorry about the dog. There. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but as, as a marketing guy, I, it was, it made so much sense to me because now he's got contact with me twice a year. Yeah. I'm paying them to have that contact. And then now here, four years later, here we are, and he's put in a new system and I'm not calling some random guy, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that can give me the cheapest price or the, yeah. you know, come the soonest, you know, I've got a guy. So it, it really makes sense from a marketing perspective. We need more clients like you. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say um, that. Can I just, can I be rude and ask how much he charges you for a, a, a maintenance contract per year? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he charges 250 US. And that includes him coming out, cleaning the AC out, um, and you know, inspecting, throwing in a new filter. I buy the filter, yeah, um, and then just have it down there for him. And then um, same thing in the in the fall, he comes and inspects everything, checks it out, puts in a new filter at that time, and um, yeah. it's it seemed to work pretty well. I mean, from your guys's perspective, is that fairly reasonable price? Yeah, that's, that's pretty right. Yeah, yeah. very reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's very reasonable um, for a for a maintenance type of, of agreement. Mm. You know, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and then I also get ten um, percent off labor if something's wrong. So yep. he he does that as as a part of it, which is um, you know a little added bonus to keep you going. So yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So that yeah, that's interesting. And and just going back to uh, the importance of, of the maintenance thing. Um, just to highlight yesterday, we had a, uh, a lady call me and she said, look, I've had my system installed now for about eight years. And she said, I'll be honest though. And she said it wasn't working. She gave me the error code, looked it up, it's probably like a high pressure switch or something like this. And um, she said, I'll be honest though, I haven't had it maintained. I haven't had one service and I've cleaned the filter once in that time. Oh that's boy! Crazy. So that's disaster. That's, that's, that's the outcome. You know, yeah. she's she's now in a bit of strife because we're yeah. gonna do some major repairs on it. Or exactly. um, yeah, she could have completely messed up her outdoor unit. So mm. so anyway, anyways, back to uh, we should uh, we are discuss. here to talk about marketing. Yeah, your your marketing. And for the guys that are um, out there uh, listening to this, Craig, um, 
many of whom are um, own their own businesses, uh, mm-hmm. self-employed, some are small business to medium. Um, can you start by telling us a bit more about HG Site Design and what you guys do? Sure. So, you know, I, I started out kind of cutting my teeth. Um, you know, we call it America's largest home furnishing store. You probably have never heard of it, heard of it but it's Nebraska Furniture Mart. And they have, you know, three or now uh, four locations, um, but they're, they're giant locations. Like the actual store itself is between five and 700,000 square feet with, you know, close to a million square foot warehouse attached. And, um, you know, early on um, in my journey there, you know, I cut my teeth kind of helping them build their e-commerce business. You know, they hadn't had e-commerce at the time. This was probably, gosh, what was it? 2000 five, I would guess right around there. Um, so I spent quite a few years, um, you know, learning a lot and helping the business build that, that piece of the business. Um, then I decided to move off to kind of the operation side of the business, learn a different side of, of that same business. And I missed it. I missed the marketing aspect. I missed the e-com aspect. So I decided to, to start building small business websites on the side. And that was probably, Oh, late 2018, um, got some clients right away. And, and the one, the one thing I noticed, um, you know, was people were building websites and I think their expectation was we're going to put that website up and all of a sudden hundreds and of people are going to just start showing up at the website. And, you know, I realized there was kind of a piece missing to my business was, you know, helping, helping those customers get traffic to that website. Um, cause I think the expectation is once, once you put it out there, it's just going to start, you know, yeah. gathering traffic, mm. which is unfortunately it's, not the case. Doesn't quite work like that, does it? No. Yeah. Yeah. So once, once you've, once you've designed a, a, a cool website for a client, um, and you, you've, you've uh, put it out there and it's live, what, how, how do you, um, how do you drive traffic to that, uh, to that website? I think the first thing I do is sit down with the client and kind of understand their goals. And each business is different. Each business has maybe a, a little different take on things. But, but you know, if it was someone that was just starting out, the first thing I'm going to do, and I think, you know, at least in America, I don't know how it is in Australia, I think the stat is that less than 50% of local retailers actually um, use their Google My Business page or have claimed it. And so it's a free tool and it's really kind of the way I look at it. I don't know if you guys have it in Australia, but in the U S it's like the yellow pages on steroids. You know, that was kind of before the internet, it was a listing of all the, the businesses in the phone book basically. Um, and, and really that, that is something I think people ignore. I think people see social media as a great tool and it is a great tool and it can be a free tool. Um, but that Google My Business page, there's so many people that are today, you know, their air conditioner went out and they're saying uh, HVAC guys near me and yeah. they're going to get a list and you you want to be on that list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just to clarify, when you're looking at Google, um, when you've got the Google My Business page, that actually, so let's say you type in um, uh, air conditioning installer Sydney, for example. Yeah. So the listings will come up, you have the map there, and then you have all the all the names sort of listed next to the map. That's where it shows, right? Yeah, that's the local three-pack. Yeah. And so usually to get into that local three-pack, 
um, you want to be real active on your Google My Business page. And you also want your customers to be active uh, on your Google My Business page, which by that, I mean, getting them to leave you reviews. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key. And, you know, I think the, the f- initial thought by most people is, okay, hey, I've got 100 reviews. That's amazing. There's people that have 20 reviews, you know, and I'm doing really great. The, the thing that Google's looking for, though, is they, they not only want the volume of reviews and the, the high quality, obviously, four and five star reviews, but they also want frequency and consistency. So you, you, it's really about being consistent with, um, you know, making sure you're, you're reminding your clients or, or having some system behind gathering reviews. Mm. And I think, it's, um, I think it's a really good point um, that people under, underestimate the power of the Google reviews. And I know as a consumer myself now, I, I generally tend to go straight for the reviews. I don't, I don't tend to look so much, and that's just me, I don't tend to look so much at the, the paid ads at the top because yeah. anyone can sort of put, a, put their money toward uh, an ad or some key phrase or key words, if you like. But those that have worked their way sort of organically to be on that front page and then then looking at the reviews and seeing not just necessarily the star rating because as we know you might have two ratings and have a five star five star rating well no one really cares because that could yeah. be your mum and your sister um yep. but uh, if you've got you know 300 and you might be at 4.6 star rating then that's a different different ball game isn't it yeah you make a really good point there because there's times where if if you do a search for um, you know, HVAC and in, in Sydney, let's say you're going to get someone that has 120 reviews and it's 4.6. And then there might be someone with 42 reviews, it's 4.8 and someone with three reviews and it's 5.0. Well, likely the click is going to go to that person with the high volume, even though, you know, maybe they don't have a 5.0 because it just shows that customer that this many people trust this business. Yeah. You know, so you know, it's, it, the, vo- the volume yeah. is key. Yeah. 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 I think you guys um, uh, have got something that I don't think is here yet. Um, it's a Google uh, Google service, which is like a, a Google um, is it a pre- Google preferred contractor type arrangement where uh, it, I think it's like you Google near you know, someone near me and um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of the name of it. I can't I can't think of the name, but it's yeah, not, not just sure. yeah. I know you can you can put ads in that map, which which kind of adds another aspect. Um, you know, where to to your point earlier, you know, you you look for that map because you kind of trust the the reviews and stuff. Uh, you'll notice sometimes there's also an ad within the the map section. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about the preferred a, contractor. Like Google guarantee uh, Google Google service guarantee or something like that, where um, Google will actually um, you you get the uh, the contact details through Google, um, and then Google will give you a guarantee that you're going to get a, um, a a satisfactory job. And if it if it's not mm. done satisfactorily, Google will actually pay for. I the, think isn't it like a paid service? And then yeah, you, I think you have to be, meet yeah. their criteria, tick all the boxes before they'll approve you. I can't as a think Google of the name of it. Or almost like yeah. almost kind of like a at Angie's list for for google or something yeah, like that yes, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, no i can't think of the name yeah, yeah i can't either but it is coming here yeah, yeah it is yeah, coming here yeah, but yeah. it's not here yet yeah. So. yeah and in terms of going back to the reviews there craig what's the um what's your view on how how to to acquire those reviews if someone 
is sitting on maybe a handful of reviews and is looking to improve that. Do you think it's more um, just simply asking for that review from the customer after you've done the job or do you think hiring someone to, um, you know, like a software program that will actually, an automated system, what's your, what's your view around that? Well, you know, I think when you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of money to spend and you're just, you're, you're trying to build up your reviews, for sure, ask, you know, and, and follow up. I think the thing that your, our customers, our happy customers have the best intentions mm -hmm. and, you know, you install a new AC unit and, uh, you know, Hey, Craig, how was, how was the install today? Everything go okay. You happy with what we did? I'm going to say, of course, you know, and, and, you know, then he might say, Hey, would you mind going on Google and just leaving us a quick review? It really help us out. And I'm going to yeah. say, yeah, sure. That you, you did a great job for me. The problem is what happens when the door closes and he drives away, yeah. you know, then my, my kids wanting a snack and That's we got right. a baseball game or something comes up and, you know, I might forget about it. Um, so definitely a follow-up message. I don't think you're too intrusive. If you don't see that review come in, um, a follow-up email or, or text message, however you kind of communicate with your, your clients is good. The, the thing that I do for my clients is I, I build a, a little system for them where they have a link um, and it asks for their customer's name and, and email address. So at the end of that conversation, they can say, hey, Craig, do you mind if I send you a link to um, review us on Google or Facebook or wherever you're really trying to get those reviews. And they say, great, yeah, go ahead and email me. They capture the email address and then it goes into uh, an emailer system that'll over the course of a week or so email the customer um, three times just with reminder emails. Hey, you know, really help us if you click on this link and, and review. And then that way, you know, you're kind of hands off and you don't have to do all this follow-up. The other thing it does is, is something called review gating. So when the customer does click on the link and decides to um, place a review for you, they're not automatically taken to Google. Uh, we take them to a landing page with a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Yeah. And then if they, they choose the thumbs up, then they go onto Google or Facebook. If they choose the thumbs down, maybe they had a bad experience you didn't know about. Um, then they go to a contact form and they say, hey, you know, we're sorry that you had a bad experience please let us know what we can do to fix it for you. They yeah. send you off a, an email. Um, and then you have a chance to one, keep, keep the negative review off your Google page mm -hmm. and, yes. and two, fix it with your customer because, you know, likely maybe something happened that you didn't even know and they didn't want to really say something to make you feel bad or whatever. Yeah. Um, now you got a chance to recover that, that customer mm -hmm. and, and hopefully keep them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a, a um, yeah, really important message there. Because um, people, I think, like you said before, using that scenario where, you, you know, they said, yeah, we'll happen to give you a review, but they walk out, you make a kid a sandwich, and it's so no longer a priority for you. Um, yeah. Taking those steps away, as you said, with the thumbs up, the thumbs down, makes it so much better because some of these programs do help to take out the, the steps in between. No one can be really bothered <coughs> going to, through too many steps to actually post a positive review. Don't worry yeah. if, if, you've, if, you've, if you've made a mess of it and, and they want to criticise you, they don't care how many steps are in the way. <laughs> that, yeah, they're going to find a way. Yeah. And, and they'll leave that review. Um, but, yeah, so I think that the, those simplifying methods are, um, are valuable.
Yeah, I think you're you're right. You're hundred percent right because the person that has a negative ex- negative experience is probably ten times more likely to leave a review than yeah, the positive experience because that's what people expect. They expect mm-hmm. a positive. I, I expected today that Justin and his team were going to install my AC and I was going to have a cool night's sleep. You know, if anything went wrong and yeah. we were sitting in hot air again, yeah. you know, maybe maybe I would have left a bad review, but. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's so much, so much easier to leave a bad review than it is a good review for customers. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And things don't always go to plan, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But when, when people are uncomfortable, they get cranky, you know, they get nasty and now they'll, they'll go to all lengths. And we've mm. had that with our own business um, yeah. previously where, you know, things don't go to plan. Uh, and we've, uh, had, we've actually had bad reviews from people who aren't even customers. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> It's not very common, but it happens. But also looking at the way some some companies respond, and, and if they don't respond at all, I think it's worse. If you get a negative review, I think you've got to face face it, you know, um, and and uh, let people know that you are looking at these reviews and um, yes. you know, respond in some way. Um, there's been a couple that, in my view, were pretty unreasonable, mm. um, even though we had sort of documented. Um, you know, our discussions and all this sort of thing, which is another point, which is really important to make sure you're just discuss, discussing or um, uh, noting or, or recording those discussions. So you've got yeah. factual information, but being able to respond in that way and say, look, you know, sorry, you've had a bad experience. However, at, from our point of view, this is what happened. You know, if we can do anything to help you in the future, I think those responses are probably helpful as opposed to just trying to ignore them and hope they go away. Yeah, I think, you know, what I will tell my clients is whether it's good or bad, I would always respond. Um, I think when that's just another signal to the potential customer that might see reviews on Facebook or Google or wherever it might be, that you're you're active in your business and you are there for your customers. So even if it's a good one, um, it's easy to say, hey, thanks so much for the, the review. Really enjoy having you as a customer. That's all it takes. It takes two seconds. If it's a bad review, for sure, um, respond and and always always take the high road, obviously, mm-hmm. and always kind of take it offline. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's sad to see those those reviews where it's a back and forth between uh, yeah. a business and the yeah. customer just having a having it out on on Slug the fest. review section. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, in, in my mind, it should be, hey, you know, we want to get you taken care of. Please email me at this email address. We'll do what we can to, to make sure it's right for you. And yeah. that that to the rest, hopefully that's a good signal to that customer, but for the rest of the customers too, um, that you're willing to take care of it and you don't have to battle it out in the review section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what I was talking about before, I just Googled it. And I think it's uh, the Google guarantee the local service ads. Have you had much to I do have, with that? I have not used that. I'm going to have yeah. to research that after the call. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think you uh, you actually you sign up. You obviously give them all the all your details, and um, so basically you'll you'll get a, a lead. It's a lead generator, mm-hmm. um, but they'll they'll give you a lead based on the, the fact that you're a, a Google guaranteed client, uh, service agent. Oh. Uh, and they give you uh, some sort of a, or they give the client a back, a, a bit of a backup financially as far as if something goes wrong. So then I assume there's like a cost per lead. I think, in that yeah, I think there is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I, 
That's interesting. It's, it's not here yet, but I know it's in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah for sure. And um, so for those who are listening, Craig, and um, to perhaps just starting out, like you said before, they may not have the budget that some have to put toward their marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've said that the, the Google My Business is obviously important. Is yeah. it more important than a website or do you think they complement each other? So for sure they complement each other. I think I, I say sometimes that, you know, your Google My Business page is more important than the website because like I mentioned before, you can put a website out there and I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie Field of Dreams, but you know, it's, it's not a thing where if you build it, they will come like the yeah. Field of Dreams. I mean, so, so you have to have some way to drive traffic, even if you're not putting any money to it. Uh, you know, I think social media is a, a great way to do that, especially um, at no cost. I mean, there's some disadvantages um, if you're not paying um, to sponsor your sponsor posts or, or do ads, obviously, you know, Google or excuse me, Facebook is only going to show it to maybe two to 5% of your followers. Um, so there's some limiting factors there, obviously, because they want you to spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think just, you know, the three things that I would probably do if I started a new business today and I had really no cash for marketing. So I'm going to first set up my Google, my business page. If, if I have clients already, I'm going to ask those past clients that I've had to get on there and review. So I have something to start out with. Next thing I'm going to do is come up with some sort of a face, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn posting schedule, depending on my business um, and what audience I'm looking for. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of grind it out a little bit and start contacting friends, family members. You know, if I have a HVAC business, let's say, you know, hey, you know, I just went out on my own. I started this HVAC business and just start texting. You know, that's that's probably one of the first things I do just to get the word word out. And maybe they're not in the market right now, but they might say, Hey, you know, uh, Shane just started an HVAC business. Uh, you need to contact him. You know, if, if your air conditioner went out, he'll, he'll treat you right. So they, they're able to refer you. Those are probably the first three things that I would do for, you know, that's not going to cost you anything. Mm-hmm. And those that are, um, you know, perhaps they may have already got a presence on, they might've had a Google my business or they might have a website of sorts. Yeah. Growth, uh, business growth is the next stage of that. What, what would you sort of recommend in terms of growing the business as opposed to having just a presence? Yeah. Um, again, I think it depends on, on the industry, but if we're talking um, air conditioning, you know, some, one thing I might look at is, you know, I might think of, okay, what neighborhoods are near me that might have systems that are close to being due? Um, and I might start sending out, um, uh, mailers. That's what I was trying to think of, um, you know, to those zip codes. I know like in the U S with the U S postal service, we can, we can really hone in on certain zip codes in certain areas. Um, so if you know the houses, you know, you guys know the market better. If, if it's maybe 15 years for, for an AC unit or whatever that number is, I'd look for those neighborhoods and start spending money there. Um, you know, the, the thing about mailers too, is you, you need more than one contact. You're not going to send one mailer out, um, and get a whole host of, um, clients off that one mailer. I think you're probably looking at closer to maybe five contacts somewhere in that neighborhood, um, with that customer. Um, 
the other thing, you know, I think is, is fairly affordable is, um, you know, Facebook ads. Everybody is on Facebook, especially HVAC. You know, there's a ton of homeowners on, on Facebook. Cause I mean, just that's, that's everybody. So that's kind of where I would look, um, and spend some money there. The, th- the thing that you have to be careful, I think with spending, whether it's Google ads or Facebook ads, um, is making sure that that experience on your website um, is a good experience for the customer to convert. Um, you know, obviously you want your ad to be right and the copy to be right and it, to, uh, attract the right clients. Um, but, but likewise, once they click, um, I think the biggest mistake I see is people will take them just right to their homepage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no call to action. There's no offer. Um, you really want to, if you're going to put money towards it, my recommendation would be, uh, build a landing page specific to that ad set um, and have whatever the offer is match. Yeah. So whatever offer you're giving them on Facebook, they see that same offer when they get to the landing page. Yeah. Yeah. So the dog dying with a toy. I know. Uh, I've done um, 50, 50 of my own podcasts and the, the dog has never barked or squeaked a toy, <laughs> but on your podcast, she's, she's decided this is the one. Um, we're happy to have a That's part of the show. So, um, so in terms of, um, in terms of marketing, uh, obviously we, we try to, um, as business owners, try to take on as much of those the marketing tasks as possible because we assume that's going to cost a fortune to run. Now you've got other platforms like your Fivers, your freelancers, you know, do you think it's um, a good idea to, to outsource to, to, to businesses like this? Or do you think that um, you run the risk of them, you know, perhaps doing something initially, but then next minute they've changed their username and they're not there anymore? as opposed to going someone like yourself is more established and have a reputation upholder and what have you. Yeah, I think I think the key is in any any business is outsource what you know and you're maybe able to replicate yourself and build a build a good system um for whatever you're outsourcing. So f- for you guys, you know, if it, say it's bookkeeping, you guys have been doing the bookkeeping for X number of years and you just want that time back. Um, if you can explain it to to that individual, I say, hey, go ahead. You know, um, I outsource personally, you know, I can build WordPress sites, but I also have um, freelancers that help me out and I've built a relationship with over time and I trust um, and they know, you know, what what I want for my clients and the communication goes well. Um, same thing with social media, you know, even my own social media, I outsource that. Um, I think, I think it's just a matter of you have to be able to be effective doing it yourself or someone on your team, being able to do it, to outsource it to someone. So if you think that you're, you're really great at social media, which a lot of business owners are really good at social media and you just want that time back, I would say, go ahead, uh, you know, find someone who's a social media expert and outsource it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with, with um, the, uh, say you were running a Google ad campaign, would you suggest that um, you run um, a, a number of campaigns alongside each other just to sort of test the market or, or would you just hit, 
hit one one ad and then see how that goes or how, how would you approach that i think it really depends on what your budget is um i think whether it's google ads or facebook ads um whatever ad if you can if you can ab test it that's always the best way to go and and hopefully you can learn quickly that hey you know a i thought this in my mind i thought this was the winner B, I didn't really know for sure if it was going to work, but let the customer vote and decide and see which one's clicking through the most and which one's getting the most conversions. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my opinion, if you can A-B test and you have the budget to do it, um, you, you'll learn a little bit quicker and, and uh, you know, hopefully in the long run, you'll have uh, better results. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're yeah. just sort of looking at our our Google campaigns now. Yeah, aren't we? And, and I think that's the, the yeah. I, I know where you're going with that, Brad. It's like you, you really, I, I think that if you're handing it off across to someone and just putting your trust that they know what they're doing and I think that's that's good to have that um, trust. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I think as business owners, we also need to take responsibility to look at the back end and understand the reporting side of it and uh, how the Google ad campaigns are working or why they're not working and, and try and change things up. Um, there's some things that we've learned in recent, more recent times where, you know, when, when you're doing a, a Google ad campaign, you, you're obviously bidding as such for a key phrase and it might be um, air conditioning maintenance Melbourne. Um, then um, it, depending on how that campaign has been entered and structured, you, you essentially have a, a, a drop-down box that says um, uh, air conditioning maintenance Melbourne, and it, it's an exact phrase, you're looking for those three combined, but if it's a broad mm-hmm. match, then you're looking for the, the word singular, air conditioning, maintenance, and Melbourne. So my understanding then is that if it's a broad match like that, it's been set up that way, your ad might pop up for not just air conditioning maintenance, but it might come up for lawn maintenance or um, car maintenance or what have you. That's that's correct. Yeah, and and your exact matches are always going to be more expensive. And yeah. you know, I think it's it's about kind of managing your budget and finding what you know maybe H HVAC maintenance plan m- might be expensive in your area. You might need to look for a different way in or a different way to find the customer. Um, you know, whether that's just looking at air conditioning or just looking at heating and, and kind of analyzing these keywords and, and maybe your first thought or, or the most, um, searched term isn't, isn't affordable enough for you, but you know, you can find something pretty close for, for half the price, Um, you know, I think that's kind of the, the thought process that you have to go through of, of just managing, you know, well, this is the the term I really would like. And I, I really think might convert, but you know, I'm not going to pay $7 a click for that. You know, it's just not worth it for me or, or maybe it is, you know, it just depends. You know, if you look at the thing I, I try to think about, and it's tough to do because I think we, we all think in the short term of like, I need that client tomorrow type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at my use case, you know, Justin got me off of um, some neighborhood page that I found him on, but um, had he paid $7, you know, and maybe it cost his acquisition cost was, 
say a hundred dollars per client, you know, I, I don't know what it might be, but it say it was a hundred dollars. It, it was, would have been well worth it for him to get me because, you know, I pay him $250 a year. And then now I just paid him, you know, eight grand to, to replace the, the whole unit. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, if you think in the long term, um, you know, sometimes your, your cost per acquisition is, um, can be a little bit higher than maybe what we're thinking, you know, just right now, oh gosh, that's going to cost me a hundred dollars per client. That's, that's kind of steep, you mm-hmm. know, but you got to think about the long term sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes that's that, you're right, it's that sort of trade-off, that balance about um, maybe it is sometimes worth spending that extra more on the pay-per-click to get that particular phrase as opposed to having, you know, those three words that are absolutely useless to you on their own because you're going to be in front of people, in front of eyes that don't matter or they're not interested in looking at air conditioning, they're looking at lawns or cars Mm. or plumbing or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's, uh, interesting how it all works. Once you've got that, once you've got that customer, you need to keep them and hold on to them and make sure you get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you have to take a look internally and say, or, yeah, you know, what is my retention rate on customers? You know, am yeah. I retaining eighty percent, sixty percent, twenty percent? Because then, then you know, spending more. If I'm only retaining twenty percent of my customers, something else is wrong, yeah, exactly. and I need yeah. to need to adjust for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. point. And people's kind of by nature, they tend to um, offer those specials for those new clients, but those who are loyal to you, it yeah. should be the other way around. It should be, you should be rewarding them for staying with you and, and uh, cause they'll, they'll be your best form of advertising and they'll be the repeat customers as opposed to those that might just be your tie kicker. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I think that that's the cell phone industry of, you know, just trying to get those, those new customers to sign up for plans and, you know, sometimes we gotta we gotta think about how do we retain those those long term customers. You know, so if exactly right. if Justin, if you're listening, you know, I just <laughs> bought a new air conditioner from you. What are you gonna do for me here? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, brilliant. And uh, just one uh, one thing. Um, so, uh, do you, do you uh, do much with SEO with with your websites? Yeah, you know, I've got a a team that that focuses on SEO, and and you know, we kind of have a it, it's, it's a marathon. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where everybody wants leads quick. Um, unfortunately this is, this is a long-term, you know, it, it takes a, I, in my opinion, it, it's probably going to take you a year to start. You're you'll see results, but you, a year is when you should feel pretty good about your, your SEO. If you've, yeah. if you've got someone working on it, um, yeah. every month. I think I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were actually talking about um, uh, pay-per-click and and, uh, and SEO and, and they were mm-hmm. saying that there's actually a, a shift now coming back to SEO, whereas before it was going, it was all going towards Google. So yeah. is that what you're seeing? Um, no, I, no? I, I, I would say there is some shift and there's more customers asking about SEO, but I think we're, we're so um, impatient as, as a society anymore that, you know, we want that microwave. We want clients tomorrow. Um, what, what can we do? Facebook ads? What's, what's going to get me a client tomorrow? Um, rather than thinking again in the kind of the long term and spending money for a year from now. And, and, you know, I do think that, that, you know, kind of going back that Google, my business is kind of an SEO hack. I mean, like you mentioned before, you've got that local three pack that shows up. So if you can, 
you can really work your, your Google My Business page, there, there's a good chance you have kind of a free hack around um, yeah. SEO if you work it hard. So that's yeah. kind of your microwave version of SEO. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the long-term, um, you know, I, it, it will all, it will all depend on, um, how many eyeballs you can get and, um, how much it's going to cost you to get those eyeballs to, you know, like you said, you know, if Google prices keep going up, people will shift to that SEO and, and pay, you know, someone a monthly retainer or whatever the, the case might be to, to help them get top, top of the, uh, the natural search. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all very fascinating. There's lots yeah. lots more we could probably cover, I and mean, we might have to get you back on again at some stage in the future. There, Craig, because sure. uh, I've got a couple of pages of uh, questions there that we couldn't even get to. So, um, but um, um, before we say goodbye to you, we'd like to move into the next round, if that's uh, okay with you. Sounds great. I'm a little nervous, but sounds great. <laughs> You'll be good, mate. No worries. It wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, all right, so here we go, Brad. Uh, we are up for keeping the call on the hot seat. Keep and hot today seat. we have with us all the way from Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, Craig Study from HG Site Design, mate. Thank you for sticking around and answering all those questions. But the tough bit is about to start. It's right now. Whew. Are you ready to go? I I think so. I've got my air conditioning on, so it you know the yeah, hot seat yeah. doesn't feel quite as hot as it did yeah, yesterday. Right. You're, you're keeping it cool, as they say. Yeah. All right. So, Brad, you want to hit that clock? I'm hitting that button right now. Okay, Craig, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Learning Every Day. Nice. If you could be a superhero, who would you be? Uh, that's a cheat. The che- I mean, the cheat code is Superman. I mean, he has every ability. <laughs> Love it. Okay. If a song described your work ethic, what would the song be? Hard Day's Night. Oh, oh yes, the Beatles. Okay. If you could sit with one celebrity or famous person for a chat, who would that be? Ooh. Um, you know, I'd probably want to have a beer with Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah well, I'd wouldn't... second that. Oh, <laughs> what a laugh. Um, him and Jack Black. Yeah. There's a there's a dinner. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Uh when you go on vacation, what's the first thing you pack? Alcohol. That's the first thing yeah, I unpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. First, it's the first thing I pack and the first thing I unpack. Exactly. Uh, if, if Hollywood made a movie about your life, Craig, who would you like to play the lead role? Oh, my gosh. I would say it's got to be like a, maybe a funny guy or something. I don't know. Will Ferrell. Well, yeah, Wilfred. No, maybe maybe Vince Vaughn. We'll go with Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, nice. Um, if you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, what would that be? That's a tough one. Uh, that would get boring after a while, even if it was your favorite. Probably steak, potatoes, and corn. Okay. Nice. Stable diet. Um, describe yourself in three words. Um, introvert who. How about, okay, well, three words. Introvert likes people. Okay, nice. Um, uh, if you had a time machine, Craig, where's the first place you would go to? Hmm. I might go to, 
I might want to go back to when the dinosaurs were roaming the earth and just see see what that was like. Yeah, I, nice. you could probably become king of the world too at that point. You know, you yeah, got yeah, all those cavemen. Right. You know, show them fire and yeah. and it, you know, all of a sudden you you you're the guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't, have to, don't have to brush your teeth. You can just sloth around yeah. in your, your, your bearskin. <laughs> um, all right, and uh, name one thing everyone looks weird doing. Riding a unicycle. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I've re- I recently saw a guy riding a unicycle down the 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 sidewalk like he was going home, and I don't know why <laughs> why that would be a mode of transportation. So, <laughs> briefcase. Well, why would that even be a thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craig, your favorite swear word? Oh, uh, I think the one I say under my breath a lot around the house is "oh motherfucker." <laughs> we've all been there um, and uh, finally Craig uh, your porn star name Whew. we'll go with the Irish assassin to be sure to be sure you got through it so it wasn't there that hard no it wasn't terrible it's it wasn't just, terrible. Uh, no, it's just the thought of it it's like lying up for an injection that's right <laughs> <laughs> Just in and out. Uh, well um, mate, thank you for coming on today. Brad and I want to say thanks to uh, to you for your time and uh, being home uh, home at this time of the night doing this sort of thing. So um, uh, thank you for doing that. And also, where do people find you if they want to get in touch? So you can go, um, probably the best way to do it is if you have any questions about what we talked today or want some some tips or something like that, just to go email me, craig at hgsitedesign.com. Um, also, if you're a small business owner, I've got some uh, free worksheets on and videos on setting up your Google My Business page. You can go to hgsitedesign.com slash GMB. Perfect. Nice. And also, I'd like for you to give your small business school podcast a plug, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I've got a, a podcast, The Small Business School. We have on um, other small business owners and experts um, to kind of talk about, uh, you know, different things that small business owners might want to learn. And it's, it's, uh, fun, fun stories. And, you know, somehow actually, uh, are you guys familiar with Tiger King? Yes. Okay. So I don't know how, as a joke, kind of, I, I reached out to Carol Baskin and she decided to do my podcast. So, so if you want to listen to, you know, it doesn't really fit the genre terribly, but I mean, she, she runs a a business there, a nonprofit. So, uh, Carol Baskin was on the podcast once. That's my most famous guess. Will Ferrell, not, not yet, but maybe. Yeah. yeah. If you get on the Will Ferrell, just uh, let him know about ours. (laughs) I will. I'll send him your way. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. Thank you very much. Him and Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, thanks again for your time, and um, yeah, we appreciate it. Awesome, thank you guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Been a good chat, thank you. Yeah, perfect. And guys, if you'd like to uh, check out uh, our previous episodes, just head over to airconditionedpodcast.com. Uh, we're on the social pages, of course, Brad, which are Twitter, yeah, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, YouTube, or YouTube, no, no, YouTube, yeah, YouTube, uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we're all. all all of those so please check them out and uh don't forget to leave a review we talk about it the show and they're also important for uh, and uh, if you know anyone wants to come on or you want someone to come on give us an email what's our email address our email address brad is uh, airconditionedpodcast (laughs) at gmail.com so um, yeah Uh, but anyway guys um until the next episode brad see you later more fools catch you guys that's all for this episode of the air conditioning podcast 
Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.